Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of XS Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. And this is episode 28 for the week of December 16th, 2018. Alright, well I hope you guys had a great week. Hopefully we're finishing up your Christmas shopping because there's only a few, like a, what, like a week and a half left before Christmas. Not oh, less, than, less than nine days until Christmas. Wow, just thinking about that now has kind of put me in a tough spot. I should still, uh, I still need to get some presents. So yeah, only nine days left as the recording of this. But yeah, Christmas is almost here. So I hope you guys are excited. Uh, I definitely am. It'll be nice to see friends and family for the holidays. Uh, but yeah, this uh, I hope you guys also enjoyed last week's episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Uh, Alex was a great guest, and uh, I had a lot of good feedback from her episode. So yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you do that because she was a dancer over in Disneyland, and she had some great stories to tell. So yeah, check that out if you haven't. But so this week uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of cool news that was happening. Uh, in this week in the Disney parks, so there's there's a good amount to talk about today. Uh, so one of the things we'll be discussing is that there will be a new Global Avengers initiative around the Disney parks. So uh, we'll be talking about all the all the Marvel superheroes that are coming to the Disney parks. And then if you're a video gamer, Disney is having a Kingdom Hearts three preview over at Disney Springs. And then we'll be also be talking about uh, some of the workshops that you can sign up for at the Festival of the Arts and Epcot. And there's a lot more to discuss. So let's just jump right into it. Begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. So if you're not aware, there will actually be a much bigger presence of the Marvel superheroes within the Disney parks around the globe in the coming years. Hong Kong Disneyland already has the Iron Man experience, 
where guests have already been battling the forces of Hydra, and then in 2019, guests will be able to fight alongside Ant-Man and the Wasp as they fight Arnim Zola and his army of evil Hydra swarm bots. Now, this attraction is going to be called Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. And then, in Disneyland's California Adventure, guests have already been helping the Guardians escape the Collector's Fortress in Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Then, soon in both the California Adventure Park and Disneyland Paris, there will be even more ways to encounter the superheroes. You'll be able to fight alongside Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Captain America, and more. So that's not a lot of new information, but what we do know is or what we do now know is that all of these stories will be interconnected with each other. So similar to how the Marvel Cinematic is, these new lands will share the same story. So here's how the story goes, and I, I will be quoting from a Disney blog article. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they be could become something more. It was called the Avengers Initiative. That original idea has now evolved into a brand new Global Avengers Initiative, one that brings us the next generation of remarkable people together to find our power and become something more, to see if we can work alongside the Avengers so we may all become stronger together. The Sark Expo in Hong Kong was to be the first step, a world exposition whose theme of a better t tomorrow today was meant to inspire and motivate through technological innovation. However, shortly after it opened, the Expo was attacked by the forces of Hydra. When even more powerful forces threatened the planet Earth, the Avengers realized that the Earth needs more heroes. So today, to better defend the planet, the Avengers are setting up new headquarters and technology-sharing exchanges around the globe to empower and inspire all potential recruits willing to step up and become heroes. In California and Paris, Tony is retrofitting two of his father's Stark industry sites into new hubs for training and innovation. Through partnerships with S.H.I.E.L.D., PIM Technologies, and the Master of the Mystic Arts and the new Worldwide Engineering Brigade, the Avengers and their allies will forge new global campuses to champion the next generation of heroes. Who's ready to answer the call? So I really like how Disney is evolving the way they tell stories, and now it just makes me want to visit Hong Kong Disneyland and Disneyland Paris even more uh, to see just how everything is interconnected. I'm definitely excited to see more of the superheroes within the Disney parks. Uh, I'm just curious if the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy coaster is going that's coming to Epcot, if that's going to be involved in the story at all. Um, they haven't said anything about it, but maybe we'll learn a bit more in the future. But either way, I'm super excited um, for the, the superheroes that come to the parks. But I, I don't know if we'll be able to see a lot of them come to Walt Disney World due to, I think, Marvel still having a contract with uh, Universal in Orlando as well. So, I don't know. We'll see. But very excited to see this come. Now, the next thing, if next story that we have, if, if you're actually a video gamer, this story might be right up your alley. Uh, Disney announced that over in Disney Springs, the, the, the team from the popular video game Kingdom Hearts will have a first-of-its-kind pop-up experience that will feature a playable demo of their upcoming release, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, it will also have a special exhibit and artwork from the game. 
Uh, it will be in the town center of Disney Springs and will be available to guests from December 14th, 2018 through January 31st, 2019. Uh, so the Kingdom Hearts series is a very popular role-playing game. The universe connects a lot of the Disney characters, like some of the originals, such as Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, uh, etc. Uh, in the third installment, characters from Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Big Hero 6, Tangled, Frozen, and much more are brought together in this fantastic adventure that spans the magical worlds of Disney, Pixar, and Square Enix. You'll play as Sora and his friends as you battle together to fight off the Heartless in, uh, invasion using Keyblade transformation, uh, joint, joint attacks with Disney and Pixar's characters, uh, Disney character summons, classic minigames, and more. So it's actually been 12 years since the last game came out, and people have been eagerly anticipating the sequel. Uh, I've always wanted to play these games, but they, they've only been on PlayStation, and I grew up as an Xbox gamer, so I never really got the chance. So this will be the first time that it'll be on Xbox, and I'm, I'm definitely going to play it, but I hear it has kind of a crazy storyline, so I'm going to have to do some, some research on the story before I play, because otherwise I'll have no idea what's going on. But it's just kind of cool that there's this video game that has all these Disney characters involved from all these different movies, and that's kind of why everyone's been so excited about the Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long time coming for this next game. So anyways, if you're a big fan of this game and you want to play a 15-minute preview of it, you can head on over to Dizzy Springs right now until January 31st. All right, well now it's time to talk about the Festival of the Arts that is happening over at Epcot, and that will be running from January 18th uh, through February 25th in 2019. Now this uh, event will immerse guests into the worlds of the visual, culinary, and performing arts, and the Festival of the Arts is a feast for the senses. So if you want to learn more about the visual arts, there will actually be interactive workshop, uh, workshops and seminars. You'll, you can learn artistic techniques from professionals skilled in floral design, ink and paint, photography, and more. And these seminars typically run about like 30 minutes and are included with park admission. Uh, and they can be reserved day of over at the Odyssey Festival Showplace. Workshops are our hands-on interactive experience that allow you to have an opportunity to create your own piece of artwork and to take home with you. Workshops run 75 minutes and are offered Monday through Friday for an additional fee. If you would like to book one of these workshops, you can call 407-WDW-TOUR to book, or you can learn more about them at artfulepcot.com. Uh, also returning this year is a fan favorite paint with a Disney artist experience. Offered, uh, this will be offered select Fridays and Sundays where a talented Disney artist will guide you in creating your own masterpiece. Uh, this event is perfect for seasoned painters and beginners as well. And if you do this, there is a bonus continental breakfast included as well. Uh, again, if you want to book this, you can call up 407-WDW-TOUR. Uh, what I'm interested in most is the food, and this year there will be 13 food studios set up throughout the uh, throughout Epcot where you can find delicious food and beverages. Uh, and again, if you want to learn more about all the foods, they have the, the entire menus up, you can head over to artfulepcot.com. Uh, and then don't forget about the performing arts. Uh, the Disney on Broadway concert series returns once again. Uh, with its own expanded menus of performances and it is now running seven days a week 
So the concert series is included with Park Mission, and you can enjoy seating uh, for the show by booking a dining package at select Epcot restaurants. And if you want to look at dining packages, again, you can head over to artfulepcot.com or calling 407-WDW-DINE. Um, now, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always a good idea if you're, if you're going to be eating dinner uh, in Epcot anyways and you want to check out one of these concert series, you might as well just book the dining package because you'll have preferred seating and it's like a win-win all around. So highly recommended uh, dining packages if you want to do that. So one of these years, I'm really going to have to go to Epcot or go to go visit Epcot in January so I could check out all of these offerings. Um, so usually I would um, kind of run down all like the food studios menus or like give some of my listings but i'm gonna kind of skip that for this one um I've, I've i've gotten feedback from a lot of you guys and it seems that like me talking about like a lot of food is in um it, it gets kind of monotonous at times so I'm, I'm not gonna run through the menu this time but i'll, I'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to check out like a full listing of what's to eat at these food studios this year um, but if you do like me talking about food, let me know, and uh, maybe I'll include it more in future episodes. On past shows, we've talked about the tropical hideaway that is coming to the Disneyland Park. Uh, this past week, Disney gave us our very first look at the Adventureland Outpost. I talked a lot about it on episode 9 of the podcast, but I'll give you a quick recap of what it is if you are unfamiliar. So this will be an exotic marketplace uh, that is the go-to destination for discovering extraordinary eats from all corners of the world. It is set along the Jungle River waterfront, uh, which is a great spot to just sit and relax in between adventures. Uh, and then maybe if you want to eat down, if you want to sit and eat a Dole Whip, you can do that. Uh, but there will also be plenty of other snacks and beverages as well. Uh, if you are a fan of the Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, the famous cockatoo uh, Rosita has left it and will be the main feature of this little highway hideaway as she sits and waits for uh, her boat to arrive and she will be making small talk with all of the visitors. So the amount of detail that the, the Imagineers put into this is impeccable. I mean, they even made a birdhouse for all of the stars of the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, this is definitely going to be a great spot for you to just like rest your feet and grab a snack. Uh, and if, if you make a trip out to the Disneyland uh, this upcoming year, uh, you'll definitely have to see this one. I, I, I really want to hang out here. I mean, it seems just like a fun place to be. Uh, the, the mood seems cool. And when it even lights up at night, uh, there's going to be like tiki torches and everything else. And it's just going to be a really cool vibe to like hang out at night. So, yeah, the, the Disneyland Park, uh, they released some information, on um, some new photos on there. So I'll also link that in the show notes so you can check out. Um, some of the photos that they had posted uh, this past week. Um, so yeah, but um, but now we're going to head on over to the Magic, uh, not Magic Kingdom, uh, to the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, I mean, we are going to talk about Magic Kingdom, uh, but so every now and then uh, Disney likes to try new services to see how guests uh, react to them and use them. Uh, for instance, they, they used to have a park-to-park -park service where guests could pay a fee to go through like the back door of one park and then get driven by a Disney cast member to another park and once again go in through the back door. So it pretty much just skips all of the lines and the crowds trying to leave the park. Um, 
I mean, it just it what it did was it just helped you saving uh, save time from if you want to park hop. Uh, but this service no longer exists, but it was available for a while. I, ge I guess it's not coming back because maybe there wasn't a high enough demand for it. Uh, but but Disney likes to do tests like that all the time. So uh, WDW News Today reported this past week that Disney will be trying out two new services. So the first one is over at Hollywood Studios, there will be a new complimentary personal shopper service. Uh, they will be located in uh, Mickey's of Hollywood, which is one of the first stores that you see as you enter the park. Uh, inside, you will find cast members with iPads that can help you locate whatever item you might be looking for. They can find any specific item you want on the iPad uh, as long as, um, or as well as they, they can also show you where the uh, item is located. So currently, the personal shopper is not available all day long. I think it's only from like late morning to like early evening, um, but uh, you're you're also you can also have the the items held for you uh, until a later time. You could purchase them all at once, or you can purchase them as you go, or once you're about to leave the park, you can pick them up over at the front. Uh, I mean, now you can you can actually do all of this on your own if you want. You you don't need a personal shopper. I mean, if you use the Disney Parks app, you can actually find the location of any item at any park. Uh, but the service might be helpful for people who not who might not be as tech savvy. Um, if you haven't used the the Shop Disney Parks app yet, um, make sure you use it the next time you're in Walt Disney World. Because uh, last time I was there, I was actually looking for a specific Mickey Mouse watch, and I was able to locate it easily uh, using the app. And I was able to find it over in Mouse Gears. Like it, it, it was only in I think like five locations throughout like the entire Walt Disney World and when I checked it out it was actually in Epcot when I was there the one day and it was over at Mouse Gears so anyways it's it's a cool it's kind of cool that this is the free service and I'm wondering if it will expand anytime soon I guess they're going to see how how get uh, guests react with personal shoppers and see how they use them so so that's the first test that they are doing, but then the next experience that the Walt Disney Resort is testing out is that there will be a new group of cast members known as the Guest Experience Team. Uh, they, they will work to assist guests with making the most out of their day in the park. So starting on December 16th, which is the today as of recording, uh, and this will be running through mid-January, uh, these team members can help in just about everything. I mean, they can help you navigating the My Disney Experience app, uh, which will include booking fast passes, dining reservations, etc. Uh, they can also provide recommendations on rides, dining, as well as navigating the park. So these cast members... Uh, will stand out from other cast members uh, because they will be wearing blue shirts with guest experience team logos on them uh, But and then they will also be floating around the park um, As well, but they can also be found at the Main Street USA near the Castle Hub and over in Tomorrowland near Stitch's Great Escape uh, Over in Fantasyland they will be near Enchanted Tales with Bale, uh, Belle and in Frontierland uh, by Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn uh, until 11 p.m. daily. So I honestly think this is a great idea. It would be it, it would be great to know that there are cast members that have extensive knowledge of the parks and everything that is happening around them. So uh, when I when I thought of this guest, when I first heard this article, it kind of reminded me of a story that happened on my last trip. So 
I, I really want to see the Star Wars spectacular fireworks. I've never seen them before, but I actually I'm, I, I forget how I, I think it was from when the the BR get BR guest podcast, but I remember hearing somewhere that before the fireworks that there is another show all about it's like a, it's all about the movies. Like there's it's 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 another projection show. It's all it's all about the movies, but it's not on the schedule. So if you look at like the show times, it'll say like eight fifteen Star Wars Spectacular, but it 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 doesn't show like the timing of the other movie thing before it. So I was kind of curious about it because I didn't know that at the time. I was like, oh, I wonder if this movie show is playing. And so I remember going up to one of the cast members he was working at i think like at a popcorn cart or just maybe a mickey uh mickey premium bar cart or one one of the one of the, the kiosks uh just around near the main chinese theater hub it was in that area and i remember asking him about the show and he honestly had no idea about the show like he he didn't even know about this movie he's never even heard of it i'm like oh i, I thought that was kind of weird because he just didn't know about the movie projection show so I remember I even asking another person, they didn't know either. I'm like, how do these people not know about it? I thought I was crazy. Maybe I was making it up. And then finally I asked one more cast member and they finally had an answer for me. They had said, oh yeah, it's a show. They, they kind of use it to test the projections uh, for the Star Wars show. So it can come on anywhere like between 10 to 15 minutes before the Star Wars show. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So sure enough, I, I got my, my spot for the fireworks. And then finally, um, I was I knew that the show was going to be going to be on. So I watched the show and there it was. But I just I just kind of found it baffling that I guess a couple cast members didn't know, they worked in the park, but didn't know about this other movie projection show that happened before Star Wars. Um, so it, it would have been nice to having to having someone with like the guest experience team to be able to answer my questions there. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, uh, it was just kind of strange. So I think this is a great idea. Like I said, that there will be guest experience team logos on them. Uh, so this is only going through mid January, this test. So I really hope it lasts longer. Cause I, I feel like the parks do need them. They need people that are specific and just having a, a an extensive knowledge of the parks, but Anyway, so I mean, those are my, my quick thoughts on that, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with these tests in the future. Uh, so yeah, one of the last uh, one of the last big stories I'll be mentioning today um, is, uh, so if you are in the Disneyland Park, uh, there will be new features on the Play Disney Parks app. Uh, you, can canal, you can now collect all new fortunes and a series of stories as told by Esmeralda the Fortune Teller on Main Street USA in Fortune Red in New Orleans Square. Um, so each day you visit the park, you can collect one fortune and a piece of the Fortune Teller story at both Esmeralda, Esmeralda the Fortune Teller and Fortune Red within the Play Disney Parks app. And you can do this without even inserting a quarter. Uh, you can then come back on each uh, on another day to get another fortune in the next part of your story. Much like the current experiences with these fortune tellers, your fortune will be printed for you on a collectible card for a fun keepsake, plus your card will have the next chapter of your story. The fortune teller stories are obtained by, obtained by you will also be digitally collected within the Play Disney Parks app and you'll be able to enjoy them anytime you choose. 
or for those eager, eager to get the next chapter of the story right away, you can choose uh, to drop a quarter into the machine and for an additional fortune and then collect uh, another part of that story for the same day. So there are 10, or sorry, there are three 10 part stories at each machine to collect. So these digital achievements are also earned by interacting with one of these fortune tellers through the Play Disney Parks app. You will learn, or sorry, you will earn an achievement for interacting with Esmeralda, as well as Fortune Red, and also a story-specific achievement once you collect one story at each fortune teller in its entirety. Um, so I kind of just read that word for word from the Disney Parks vlog because there's a lot to digest in there. Um, so long story short, uh, you can, there's three 10 part stories for these fortune tellers. Um, and you just collect them. Uh, you can collect one part of the story, um, one day at a time. So I feel like this is kind of good for like, if you're an annual pass holder at, uh, the Disney park or sorry, not at the Disney parks at the Disneyland park, cause it'll be much easier to collect all, all stories without having to spend any money. But yeah, so I mean, this is pretty cool. The, I know a lot of people love the fortune tellers and getting their fortune reds. And this is just another cool way to, uh, use the play Disney parks mobile app. Now Disney's going all in on these, on the play Disney parks app. So I'm, I'm really eager to use it cause I haven't been to the parks since this came out. So I really want to check this out. But anyways, so if you're in Disneyland and you want to check this out, all you have to do is, um, uh, download the Play Disney Parks app so you can start getting your fortune. Um, so the last thing I kind of want to talk about, I know I, I know I just said that, but I forgot there was one more. Um, so, so the last thing I want to talk about is Disney, Walt Disney World Transportation, because there's been a few incidents over the past couple weeks that have been involving the monorail and the buses. So this past week, two Disney Park buses collided with each other in the Epcot Auto Plaza at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, this colli uh, collision actually involved 51 passengers, uh, 15 of, who, of whom were sent to the hospital to be treated for non-emergency injuries. Uh, one of the parks or one of the buses that it had actually rear-ended another one. Um, and the, the bus was actually driven by a 21-year-old 20, employee who was ticketed for careless driving following the collision. Um, and he reportedly did not slow down for the bus in front of him, which was stopped at an Epcot tow booth. Um, now, 15 people were then transported to a nearest hospital and to be treated for minor injuries. Uh, a Disney spokesperson had stated that nothing is more important than the safety of our guests and cast members. And the company is focused on the well-being of those involved in the collision. So, I mean, this is terrible that this happened, but it's it's kind of rare for something like this to happen on Disney property. I mean, luckily, there were there were no major injuries to anyone on the bus. Um, but if I learn more about this, I'll be sure to follow up. Um, but I do want to shift my focus over to the monorail system. I mean, there there have been a few incidents over the past few months that kind of raises concerns about the quality of the current monorails and whether or not they need to be replaced. I mean, just this past week, people were actually trapped inside the monorail when one of the doors wouldn't open, uh, and they actually ended up staying on it for several stops until they were able to finally get a cast member's attention over at the Grand Floridian Resort. Uh, and then about a month ago, a door had actually fallen off after an ECV hit it, which was like an electric scooter. Uh, it was pretty much dangling from the tracks at the Grand Floridian, but I mean, luckily no one was hurt by this incident. And then... 
back in January, one of the doors did not close um, when it was going from the transportation ticket center to Epcot. So, so imagine this, you're in um, one of the monorail cars and the doors just open the, for the entire 15 minute ride as you're traveling to Epcot. And this thing travels about 45 or 40 miles per hour. And it's kind of, it's really high above the parks and the roads. So, uh, I mean, again, luckily no one was injured or had fallen out. Everyone was safe, but like, that's kind of scary that the doors were just like wide open. Um, so kind of ask the questions. It's like, should Disney get new monorails? I mean, the answer would be yes, but is, is are they really willing to invest and spend on the money? I mean, my, my guess would most likely be no. Um, now it's, it's, to me, yes, I think these monorails do need to be replaced, but it's just way, way too expensive for Disney to do this. And I mean, the monorail system doesn't benefit uh, like a lot of people on the parks. I mean, it's not the most efficient, uh, transportation system that Disney has. I mean, definitely the, the buses are, are much better. I mean, it could fit more people. I mean, for them, Disney could probably get like another whole bus fleet for the amount of money that they would pay for for the monorails because if you think about it, the monorails really only benefit people that are really staying at the um at the uh resorts over on bay lake um because and then if you're on the transportation ticket center you yes you can go to the magic kingdom that way but uh i think more people kind of opt to take the ferry um because the ferry can hold more but i mean i'm I mean, to be honest, I've actually never got used the transportation. I've never parked at the transportation and ticket center and had to take a ferry or a monorail to Walt Disney World. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, I, there's too many incidents that's happening with the monorails lately. I mean, there was a, there's a big accident a few years ago uh, that ended up killing someone. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to know. I mean, I love the monorails. I think they're a staple to Disney World. I mean, when you think, of Walt Disney World, you think about the monorails, but I think at some point something's gonna have to be done, whether or not they need to replace the the lines or not. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I, I I don't want to see the monorail system go away, which I'm not saying it is, or there's been rumors on it, but they Disney needs to do something with repairing uh, some of their old their old vehicles. So, all right. But um, so that was the last big news story. But today I'm going to end with uh, some quick updates uh, that it's going on at the Disney Park. So they're, they're not big news stories, but they're just like quick little snippets. So if you head on over to Animal Kingdom, Asia uh, has been under some refurbishment for a while. Uh, but two new locations are now open for everyone to enjoy the uh, up upcountry landing now includes ben uh, benches a covered area and fantastic views of the tree of life uh, next to it is drink walla which is a small stack sta uh, snack stand and there's also a new seating area where you can enjoy some shade uh, these tables uh, there are tables and chairs under the roof as well as uh, other seating under umbrellas uh, this this area used to actually be a meet and greet with characters from the Jungle Book, but not anymore. But there is a stage installed, so we can assume that there will be live entertainment coming soon, but there hasn't been anything else announced. So the next thing is we're, we're heading over to the Magic Kingdom, 
where the Walt Disney World rail line, or sorry, railroad is now parked at the main street station temporarily while construction is going on over in Tomorrowland for the new Tron coaster. So even though you can't ride the train, you can get up close and personal to it and take some photos. You can explore the train in ways you haven't been able to before. Uh, so that's not the only thing that is closed due to the Tron construction. Uh, currently, the pathway between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland is closed as well. And that's the pathway in the back that had the smoking area. Um, so yeah, so for the next year, the Tomorrowland Speedway will be temporarily closing. And then from January 7th, 2019 to March 22nd, uh, Kali River Rapids over at Animal Kingdom will be closed for refurbishments. Uh, and this usually occurs uh, annually around this time because the temperature drop and I don't think really people want to get wet while it's 50 degrees outside. So then the last thing is we, we have is we're going to head over to the Hollywood Studios. Now the Sunshine Day Cafe has been transformed to the Sun Sunshine Day Bar uh, and that will be opening uh, December 15th to begin uh, serving a full drink menu daily. Located in the Sunset Ranch Market on Sunset Boulevard, this bar will now serve a full drink menu year-round. Uh, and then, of course, in celebration with the flurry of fun holiday event, the Sunshine Day Bar will offer specialty drinks through January 7th. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's kind of it for this week's news. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, there's yeah some cool things coming down. I'm really excited about what's happening with the the global uh, Avengers initiative around the parks. I'm really excited to see what happens with all of that um, and kind of how the stories play out with each other. Um, yeah, but lots of cool things coming to Disney this year. And uh, again, yeah, if you're if you're a Kingdom Hearts three fan, make sure you check out that preview because the exhibit actually looks really cool. I saw some photos online and the exhibit looks great as well. But, uh, but yeah, so anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, so before I end, uh, if you were a past Disney cast member and you would like to be featured on our interview with a cast member series, uh, please reach out to me and we'll, we'll set, schedule up for an interview because I would love to chat all about, uh, all about it. Um, so anyways, yeah, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, uh, make sure you do so either on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can check us out at excesspresspodcast.com. And on there, you can listen to the show either on desktop or if you're at work. Uh, you can also find us on social media. Uh, you can check us out on Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and if you want, you can shoot us an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Um, so anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.